Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on Earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. never good enough to get an expert. I could only get on hard and my fingers would cramp up. I'd screw it up. I love this song so much. This reminds me of like a Japanese anime intro. Yes. I want to see people running with their arms directly behind them while I come into this. <laughs> with a sword, like they're holding a sword and running like 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 with their arms yeah. behind them. Through the fire and flames, Dragon Force kicking things off. Sons of Slam show is in your ears. Let's do this. Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. What is up, sir? Nothing much. Had a great weekend. Nice. And now we're, uh, you know, back to the grind. Back to our the shit. grind. Got a lot of shit to talk about. Let's let's get right into it. I'm going to jump right let's in. Do it. Let's not waste any time here. Um, my stuff here, uh, kicking things off with Otis. And looks like McMahon has no idea what to do with him. Um, the, uh, the money in the bank was given to Otis, and they're about to do the draft. And they have no idea what to do with him, so they have him kind of in what they're calling a holding pattern. Uh, with 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 what they're going to do with this, so uh, this whole storyline that they had on SmackDown with uh, the Miz and the the briefcase, uh, that's kind of what what is leading to all this, or how they're they're explaining it, or how they're trying to hold it off on him cashing in, or the idea or plans for him. Um, this also has to do with the fact that uh, the Fiend is about to be the the. They're trying to plan the Fiend to be the biggest babyface in in WWE. So, kind of Otis is here with holding the case and really nothing else to do. I think the only thing to do is to have him go over to Raw, follow Mandy, possibly break up heavy machinery. Possibly. Oh. I'm not saying you have to. Possibly. Only to put him into the main event scene on Raw. Okay. Because with, with you have Roman, you can't have him lose it to a Money in the Bank winner, especially Otis. Especially Otis. <laughs> no. But if you have, you know, Drew, still a babyface. Right. 
So it's kind of weird that way. But maybe if you have Drew take it off of uh, have have Randy take it off Drew, have Otis cash on Randy. Boom! You already got a 14th title win right there. Without oh, no, I thought I, I thought it froze. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> uh, podcast, you, everybody. You just, you just stood still, and I was like, "Damn!" Did uh, I freeze I'm, I'm listening to you because you're, you're wow, intriguing. Was, I'm, that, I'm, that intriguing. Yeah, yeah. So if you have him go over to, uh, if you have him go over to, over to Raw, mm-hmm. have uh, Otis beat Randy, mm-hmm. cash in on Randy, mm-hmm. and then have Drew come back as a heel. Okay, and go after. And then, if you want to build Otis more as a babyface in the, in the main event scene, mm-hmm. you have him, you know, start running through people, and then eventually go chase Drew for the title. Uh, Steve Carrier, uh, Ringside News, said, uh, "What's going on with Otis?" So hashtag WWE isn't one hundred percent sure now. We've been told that there are multiple endings to the Otis storyline with Miz. He might lose the money in the bank contract now or keep it, but the upcoming WWE draft will play a part in that decision. Right now, it's a, quote, holding pattern. Um, so they, they, have, they have no idea what to do with that. Uh, moving right along, uh, SmackDown had, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and actually the the story I'm talking about, about to talk about right now, I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the match. I didn't think, I mean, enjoy might be strong. I did not hate it I, I wasn't bothered by it, it didn't but suck it didn't suck but uh according to mcmahon which is uh, ironic that he thinks it sucked he uh he said he wanted to drop the match and he hated it and he said at the commercial break with uh, cesaro and metalik um during the commercial break he wanted to he wanted to go home <laughs> basically and uh um quote unquote and uh and that's why the match actually ended four minutes earlier than it should have Mm. Um, that uh, he it, during the show he hated the Cesaro and Metal League match so much that he wanted to end it during the commercial. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so basically during the second segment of the match, it, it was cut short and uh, Cesaro ended the match with the uh, his... Uh, what the hell is that move called? I forgot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, they had the... Gut wrench pat. No, that's... Uh... <laughs> No, that's Jack Swagger. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, he picks him up between his legs and does that weird, that weird uh, crotch grab and slams him into. Oh, uh, Gotch style pal driver. Thank you. No, that doesn't, that doesn't I, sound right. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know not, if that's true. That's not it. But I, I get you know what I'm talking about. That's not it. I um, think I'm on the. I'm think I'm on the right track. So no, there's no report. The as neutralizer. To, the Gotch neutralizer. Something Possibly like, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so. So riveting talk. It really is. The story is that there's no report as to why he hated the match so much. Um, it did start off in the first segment with uh, the rest of Lucha House Party bickering as Grand Metalik was was fighting. Um, but then during the second segment, they were nowhere, nowhere to be found, and Cesaro ended the match uh, early. So yeah, reports that McMahon hated that match, and I, again, ironic, and I find it funny as hell that he hated the match. So much that he wanted to end, whereas I'm watching matches every day, Vinny, and I hate it so much. I want to end the entire thing. <laughs> just I want to turn off my TV, but I just can't because I'm just drawn to your shit. If only we had a direct line into the referee's ear as well, then yeah. we can stop the match. <laughs> Say, listen, get you know what? Out Someone of here. should create a commercial like that. <laughs> we'll go to something like Applebee's or Hey Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a new thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
let's just yeah get it get in their ears um Moving on, so WWE just can't seem to, in the last year, uh, get a video game that actually uh, doesn't have any kind of controversy. Um, so their new WWE 2K Battleground game came out, and it's like a, a cartoonish uh, version of of uh, WWE uh, 2K. They have in their intro uh, to how to fight uh, on the on the PS4 version. I'm not sure if it, it came out in the Xbox version, but on the PS4 version. They go through the steps on how to, you know, grapple and, and fight and what buttons to push, blah, blah, blah. And they have an image of Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I saw that. That's and it just and it, it's they don't name her, obviously, in the game, but it's it's clearly her. And side by side on, on many posts online is her doing her pose where she just has her arms to each, each side. She's looking up at the sky and her her hands are facing up. And so they have this in the game. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the photographer who actually took the original photo was looking to sue. And he would probably win. And he would have won because you can't use other people's property like that. So what is WWE last second? They change the image to a cartoon, a, another cartoon-ish uh, female character that's not her. So they, they've eliminated that, that issue. This is the last thing that they need coming off the heels of their WWE uh, 2K20 bullshit nonsense that happened with that game. Yeah. And it's still glitching. Even after all the patches, after all the, 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 the fixes that they try to come through, it's still glitchy. And you, you, if you ever notice, if you never played video games before, and you notice all the commercials that they threw it in your face uh, from the time that it was, it was announced up until the time it was released, it just... Off, off TV, like no other announcement about it ever again because it was such a shit show um, that they, you know, immediately came back, went back to the drawing board, came out with this game here, and what happens? <laughs> they have an image of Tessa Blanchard in the game. Um, now, would I hate if she was in WWE? Absolutely not. That would be awesome. Um, yes. So I got one for you. Please. Uh, Tessa Blanchard made her return to wrestling this past weekend. Okay. Nice. Yeah, at an independent event called Warrior Wrestling. Not okay. exactly too sure as to where it takes place, mm. but I know the thing's called Warrior Wrestling. Warrior Wrestling. Uh, I believe the the champion is Brian Pillman Jr. That's the champion of that promotion. So he's there as well as AEW? Yes. Okay. Um, but in more important news, Tessa Blanchard was there defending her her Warriors Women's Championship. Not exactly too sure what the correct name of the belt is called. Okay. But that's what I'm calling it. And she lost it to none other than former AEW star Kylie Ray. Okay. So, with that being said, what is the number one thing that happens when one goes to the entertainment of world wrestling? What's that? On the independent scene, you lose your belts. Yes. Maybe this is the start of uh, something that could happen. That would be incredible if she were to find finally get into the WWE. But the only reason I brought up Brian Pillman in this specific instance mm -hmm. is because if she was going to AEW, they wouldn't have had her drop the title belt. Well, you know, unless storyline... If that if that works for their storyline or or whatever it is, then you know by all means. Right. But it's yeah, I don't know. 
maybe I'm conspiracy. Actually, not maybe. No, I am a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you are. But, but maybe I'm just reading too much into it. That's that's all I can. Sure. That's all I can comment on the uh, on the matter. Sure. And uh, Tay Conti also uh, debuted, made her indie wrestling debut at that event. Gotcha. I like how AEW is uh, allows everybody to kind of do their own thing. Meanwhile, WWE is like you are holden to here. If you go out of here, we will kill you. Um, we will sue you. We will sue you and kill you. Uh, the well, we'll get we'll get to that when we get to talk about Raw very briefly. Um, last thing here before whatever else you got. Um, I saw, I found this article uh, amusing, not amusing, uh, kind of sad actually. Um, uh, it's titled "Who Is Responsible for Burying Paul Heyman's uh, quote SmackDown Catering Crew on WWE." And uh, I don't know if we, we if you and I had talked about this before. No, uh, privately, but so there was a uh, uh, story about uh, this group that's called that we call the SmackDown Catering Crew, and when um, uh, when Heyman was still in charge, uh, Pritchard was when when Heyman was in on Raw and Bischoff was on SmackDown. Pritchard was the right hand man to Bischoff, and Heyman was doing his his thing. Heyman. Uh, as as a lot of people, other than AJ Styles and uh, Gals and Anderson, who who hated Heyman, but everybody else, all the younger guys, loved him because he was the one that was trying to get everybody up as far as you know pushing the new talent. Uh, the article starts with McMahon. It's saying that McMahon is not high on Aleister Black or Andrade at the moment, which is why they're really nowhere to be seen, or Black is getting buried at this point. Which I again makes absolutely no. No sense whatsoever because Alistair Black, uh, even Andrade too, are, are amazing talents. But you know, who am I? Um, uh, Bruce Pritchard invented the wobbly wal- walrus character for the Fiend. Uh, what? Because I'm, I'm, I know I'm going all over the place, but it, it does end up in the same spot. Um, Pritchard invented the wobbly wal- walrus character uh, because he was—he's not a fan of of Heyman. Um, a member of the creative team, very close knowledge of the situation, told us that people like Andrade, Zelina Vega, Alistair Black, Murphy, Humberto Carrillo, and AOP were, were, quote, all sitting in SmackDown catering doing nothing, unquote. It was explained that they, could, they couldn't get the time of day from Eric Bischoff or Bruce Pritchard on the blue brand. Pritchard, Pritchard was Bischoff's right-hand man prior to his termination, and Pritchard would eventually be appointed to executive director of SmackDown. Uh, while Heyman was still there, after Heyman's firing, Pritchard then took over uh, both both brands. Heyman took that group of superstars under his wing and decided he wanted to push them on Raw. That group was eventually, quote, jokingly referred to as the SmackDown Catering Crew, because that's where Heyman basically saw them when they were eating. <laughs> they, were, they were all sitting together, um, and those were the superstars that Heyman wanted to push. And then things obviously didn't work out. Heyman, I mean, uh, Humberto is hasn't been on TV and I keep joking when we watch uh Raw uh on our Zoom call um that uh uh Dominic Mysterio is now the new Humberto Carrillo because they're basically the same exact character for sure to the T um yep. so Carrillo is nowhere to be found AOP released Alistair Black Andrade getting buried and so basically right now it's just Murphy and Zelina who are really the only people that are on some sort of storyline right now and uh and so yeah, that's so, barely. Yeah, barely, barely. So Zelina, you know, Zelina's in, in some sort of storyline now with about to be in a storyline with Oscar. So I guess that is counts for something. 
Um, Murphy is about to be in a storyline with uh, Aaliyah. Uh, Aaliyah Mysterio, good for, good for him because she's hot. Um, but everything else just is like everybody else. Black, Andrade, nothing. Nothing. Alistair Black just lost uh, this week. Uh, so it's it, it just it just sucks that we are still in the same situation that the Vince McMahon situation where it's just from from day one you have this type this this stereotypical type that you have to have be the main guy and try it, it, the whole point of wrestling in is to try to push your guy or the new guys to be talent and not not have Randy Orton bury everybody but to to kind of elevate the new guys and it just it it doesn't seem to ever want to materialize into anything good <laughs> as far as for these these new guys you know, it's a shame too because they come up and I'm always fearful when they come up from NXT and I'm saying I'm saying up at this point they come up from NXT because it, it, if if they stayed in NXT they'd be they'd be great ie look at Keith Lee they there's reports they have no idea what to do with him no idea yeah. not, not a clue you had the champion he was the champion of NXT and now he's there's nothing to do for him and this guy he was is the champ champ of NXT. He was the champ champ. He had two belts and you had him drop in a storyline, drop one belt. So they had a tournament for that. And then this other belt, they had the guy carrying cross who the next day got hurt and had to drop it anyway. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? I mean, it's, it's so baffling that every time they take the talent from NXT and as they say, move them up It's the worst idea possible. And so people like Tommaso Ciampa, Gargano, Adam Cole, they know what they need to do. And if, if Undisputed Era comes up, God forbid, it's over. <laughs> it is over. Their their mystique, their 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 the talent there, their popularity will go to shit. I.e., look at Matt Riddle. <laughs> he, I think what should have happened is you should have had retribution. If if retribution, you know, is what they say that they are, it would have been crazy to have them unmask themselves and it turned out to be the UE. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the whole Aces and Five Eights that came out, you know, a couple Aces months ago. Eights, yes. um, yeah. That would have been the perfect time to do it because all those motherfuckers are short. Uh, well, except for like the Dio and uh... no, but I'm everybody in the UE. Oh, in UE, yeah, yeah. You could have done it before, yeah. you know, Dio and, and Dominic Dijakovic decided to uh, <laughs> hop back up on the uh, on the old telly there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it, it just again it's baffling to me and and. They they know to stay in NXT because they will immediately get buried. Matt Riddle is a prime example of that. That he is now doing know your bro segments with the, which was the worst part of SmackDown, uh, at least for me this week. And it's it sucks that he he's like you know delegated to that. He he came up when he first came up. He was in a, in a media program with AJ Styles. That was great because he deserves to be there because he's an amazing talent. And now he's. I'm telling you, he's gonna get buried. He's gonna get mid card, and Matt Riddle's different. Matt Riddle's got an X factor where I don't think he <laughs> will. All right, I, I hope you're right. I think he'll be able to to survive something like that. I, I hope you're right because it's just it's it's yeah. not it, it you know watching him in NXT and do his thing there. Uh, he's an amazing talent, and it's it's sad that you know just watching him kind of like wither away into programs that they have nothing to do for him. Again, with Keith Lee also. it's They have nothing to do. You had him in a, in a short program with Randy Orton. There's still word that he might actually be added to the main event of Clash of Champions as a as a uh, three-way match. That'd be great. That'd be great. Is he going to win? Probably not. 
Uh, there's also talk of of McIntyre possibly dropping the belt. Is that going to be to Orton? Most likely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, at least yeah, at least put him in the in the damn thing because you you brought him over into into Raw and you're doing shit with him, and and he's probably the most dynamic, rounded, uh, super heavyweight that you had that you've ever had. You've never had a, a, a talent like that that was that's so big and can move like a two hundred five guy. And it's it's yeah, it's, and it's amazing that you 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 anyway you're burying the shit out of this guy. It's it's incredible. Before 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 we get on to uh, to other topics, yeah. uh, if you want to really make a pop and really make a buzz, yeah, you have Keith Lee win at Clash of Champions. That would make everybody talk. Everybody would start talking. Good or bad, doesn't matter. Everybody's going to start talking if Keith Lee were to pull out the victory. Yeah. And not pin Drew. Right. Pin Randy. If you put him in at a triple threat, have him pin Randy. Right. This way it'll set up a storyline going down down the road. Let's say Drew takes a month off. Something like that. Have him come back as a heel. Have him come back as a heel because Keith Lee is going to be this ultimate baby face that Vince just can't see yet. He seems to have, a, you know, for someone that's in the business in his entire life, he has a problem seeing, like, future talent. And it's always somebody else saying, listen, get this guy. Get this guy going. This guy should be it. And, again, the reports are, are, like, all the guys that I just mentioned before, the Heyman guys, Pritchard is in Vince's ear telling him, no, these are not the people that you want. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I don't think Pritchard, like, Pritchard kind of, I feel Pritchard's kind of, like, Jim Cornette vibe. He's stuck in that old carny way of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Well. Screw the carnies. <laughs> those are nice people. Screw Jim Cornette. I think that's what we were trying to go for, right? Those those carny folk. Uh, those silly silly. I carny like folks. the carnies. The carny folk. Those are cool people. Are they? They're fun to hang with. I don't know. Have you ever met a carny? I I mean I've talked to carnies. I didn't know you were friends with them. No, you, you, I was doing a bit. Oh, I, I what the hell do I know? You, say, you sound like you were like all, all in, like you, you have Carney as, and as that's as, what makes a good bit. <laughs> it sounded like you had like Carney friends. Um, what what do you got? Um, all right, Matt Seidel botch was explained on being the elite this week, and the explanation they're giving is <laughs> he slept. Uh, Michael, what was that? <laughs> he slipped. <laughs> well, yeah, this is why he slipped. End of story. Okay, good. Michael Nakazawa okay. got jealous at Matt Seidel for being the Joker of the Casino Battle Royal because he wanted, and there were no spots for him. I so, heard, was the last time I heard that name? Jeez. Okay. Matt Seidel? No, Nakazawa. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like last year. So, okay. what had happened was he takes his, uh, the gimmick that he's got, his, his baby oil. Okay. And he lathered it all over the top rope. And on being the lead, it says, uh, before AEW All Out. And it shows him going with the baby oil and putting it on there. That's right pretty, after he had just left uh, the I mean, EVP's room talking about how he wanted a shot in the, in the Battle Royale. That is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the perfect way to do it. That's, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's the perfect um, way to do it. Obviously not true, but that, that is kind of funny. Um, no. <laughs> While we're on AEW real quick, yes. uh, did you hear that Pineapple Pete is working for WWE as an extra this week? No. Yeah. Really? And I'm pretty sure he was in the background of Raw Underground on Monday. So that explains why he hasn't been on AEW. <laughs> He's yeah. not there anymore. 
And okay. now it really explains why Jericho was so pissed at him. Because hmm. he was just going to jump ship anyway. Jump ship anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Something funny I saw. It. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Torrey. He tweeted a picture of him wearing a mask and captioned it, If I can fit this over my nose, then none of you have an excuse. <laughs> Hashtag wear a mask. It was it was fucking golden. Good for him. Good for him. Thank, it was hilarious. And thank you for being the, the voice of reason, Mr. Tory. Um, and the last thing I got really quick, yes, uh, The Rock had posted this on his Instagram. He took <laughs> yes. out his gate yeah. with his bare hands. So I don't know if anybody's seen the viral video of Rampage Jackson when he ripped off the door, mm-hmm. but that's all that I pictured. Yeah. Just it, picture The Rock. Picture driving down the street and looking over the corner, and you see Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> outside of his car, yep, wrecking a gate with his bare freaking hands. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is, I would it, think twice about asking him for a picture at that point. Is, I'll it, be honest. is anybody calling the cops on on this guy? Like, no. uh, this who's this big guy like ripping a gate off? <laughs> no, 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 no. First off, you know the Rock. You can spot the rock from either way. I mean, you could if it's in, <laughs> if it's in the dark. You just see a ball guy like ripping the door off. Um, he's not the rock. He's the boulder at this point. <laughs> the boulder. Uh, what else you got? That's it. All right. Uh, let's get into the the week that was here. Um, we started things off with uh, McIntyre and, and Keith Lee, as mentioned. Nothing going on because uh, they have no idea what to do with him. So hopefully, again, they put him in the. In the main event, there. Uh, other things of of note for for Raw. Uh, Cedric is getting his mini push there. He defeated Ricochet. Retribution. Let's talk about this for for a quick second here. Um, the reports for Retribution were. I'm trying to see what I, I remember. I had the names here. Okay. Uh, so the two people that spoke and and uh, they were the voices were were scrambled a little bit. Um, were Dominic Dijakovic and. I, I want to give you, I want to give you your, your props and your due here, uh, even though I hate doing that. But give me one second. Yep. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. I am surprised. I'm surprised that it was. I, I knew it was Dijakovic because you can clearly see it's him. But the other person that spoke uh, was Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. And I'm surprised uh, that she's already gone. <laughs> she came and went, and the Robert Stone brand is—it just took a hit. Um, I'm not, if I'm being honest, there wasn't really much for her to do, other than run roughshod through the whole NXT roster. So why wouldn't she be able to do that? Because this might have been a better look for her. Might have been a better fit. <sighs> okay, all right. I mean, I, I thought they would kind of like establish her a little bit more, but okay, fair enough. Um, so there's, so those two spoke and then the other people in the group, uh, were, uh, former raw, uh, color commentator, Dio Madden. Yeah. Last time we saw him, he was getting destroyed by, uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, Mia Yim. Was he the color commentator or play by play? No, play by play at the time was, uh, Vic Joseph. Right. You're right. Uh, when he was with, uh, and King was there also, uh, Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, no. King was color commentator. Yeah, Let's be thoroughly honest. This is true. Yeah, and and Dio kind of just chimed in here and there. That's which is why he he got the boot. Um, so Dio Madden is still with the company. Uh, he, he was one of them. Uh, Mrs. Keith Lee, uh, Mia Yim, 
mm-hmm. and Shane Thorne. Yeah. Uh, so those were it's a good that that yo. I, listen, I've I'm never seen Dio Madden wrestle. Neither have I. I know he's he has experience. Um, I've never seen him wrestle though. But I'm not mad at this this main five. Uh, I, I I thought I had heard that um, uh, there, there was always there was rumors about um, Mojo Raleigh being in it, but apparently mm-hmm. that that ended. Um, and we we you know, we talked about you know it, when it first started Chelsea Green being part of it and Carmella blah blah blah. Um, but th- these main five are are definitely part of it, and then all the other NXTers that were uh, in the PC uh, surrounding the ring have have added on to Retribution's numbers. Yeah. Um. So it's starting to form <laughs> as far as what it is retribution is. Um. So as, as I as we had talked about last week, it's it's I want to see it go somewhere, and it's it's starting to go somewhere. Uh. As far as you know, get them getting in front of camera and, and actually speaking. Um. They're they're hiding their identities. There is shit because <laughs> it's obviously who they are. Um. But at least it's starting to take form as to as to what they're they're trying to do. Let's talk about this next part here, because uh, I I've been waiting all week to actually talk about one of two. two there's actually two things I wanted to talk about, and this is one of them. So Asuka defending her belt against Mickey James, and the match is going on, and it's it's a good match. There's nothing wrong with it, except for the end, and yeah. of no fault of either one of them. The fault. Of the referee. And yes. I could not find, for the life of me, as I searched and searched and searched, I could not find the name of this referee. I'm sure I, I'm sure I just missed it. I'm just that stupid. I, I just couldn't Google the right name. Um, but this gentleman took it upon himself to end the match because at one point, Mickey James had Asuka down on the mat, and it was a three count. And she basically pinned Asuka. And at this time, Mickey James should be your new <laughs> Raw Women's Champion. Not so, not to be, because the referee then ended the match saying that Mickey James could not go on. To which hmm. then Mickey James took to the Twitters and said, "No, no, I'm good, <laughs> I'm fine. I got screwed." Not and it basically it was it was a one line saying, "Not like this." And he counted to three. Like he, did, he counted he the three count. He didn't. That's the thing. So, oh, he did. The rules are for referees, as we've discussed before. The rules are for referees that every match is a shoot, and whatever yes. happens, happens. That's what happened. Mickey James pinned Oscar when she had that hold on her, and he should have counted to three. What he should have done, yeah. in hindsight, was start counting to three, and Oscar, knowing this, could just lift her shoulder, and that would have explained everything. That would have explained the entire story. But now you have the shit show. That you ended up with, and this this botch end, and then all of a sudden Zelina Vegas just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so this is all due to this gentleman basically screwing up the the end of the match uh, with this just weird sharp left turn that that it took. And hopefully they do right by Mickey James and just put her in another match, even though she was going to lose anyway. To have a rematch, you know, make, have it on Raw you know, tomorrow night. That you, know, you you guys put uh, even AEW does it where they just put matches on where you know it's kind of like it, they, they don't announce it they just put it on yeah just just do it you know what what you have a three hour show you can fit it in somewhere all right and so yeah. <laughs> stick it between Raw Underground segments yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go 
Um, so that explains what what happened there. Uh, that there was a, a botch in the the counts. Again, the referee could have just said count to three or count try to count to three. Oscar could just put her her shoulder up, and uh, that would have explained it. But no, Mickey James was hurt apparently, and uh, kayfabe. Uh, so Zelina- why wouldn't you just say that that she tapped because she was in the Oscar lock, correct? So uh, Mickey was in the Oscar lock. Mickey was in Oscar lock. Uh, the referee ruled her unable to continue and awarded the match to Oscar. So on WWE.com. So the referee's just an idiot. So at this point, it is it is now confirmed the referee is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just say that she tapped out? She could have just said that she tapped out, even though she wasn't tapping. Yeah, because then at that point you go, I thought I saw her tap out. What do you want me to do? That's 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 my job. I, I'm supposed to look at it. That's but how if you she's can not work a shoot. Right. This is true. But at the, at the same time, if she's not actually tapping on the mat, but you do see shoulders on the mat, if the referee to to change that just started slapping on the mat, you, you had Oscar just lift her shoulder up and it would have been fine. But yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. If, if, if if Mickey James wasn't then that but at that point you'd also have this issue if if she wasn't tapping, and the referee thought that she was then you have another I, I don't know anything else would have been better than what they they came up with that that part. I am going um, to assume yes that it's a newer referee. He's been around for a while. Oh, has he? This guy he's the only the only bald uh, black referee that they have. Um, I'm sure who you're talking about. I, I'm sure at some point we could. Uh, during the show right now, by the end of the show, we'll try to get the name of this guy. Um, I'm on it. But uh, I appreciate that. But uh, then Zelina Vega uh, comes out and it is looking to challenge Asuka. She's in the uh, the unpopular position of having this segment immediately after this whole botch part. Um, and so it, she also is looking to probably get some stable mates to help her uh, fend off Asuka. Uh I, we 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 talked about last week, uh, uh, Eric and uh, and I, Ivar, right? I keep screwing up his name. Yes, Eric and Ivar. Ivar, Ivar is going in for surgery uh, on his clavicle bone. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, defeating Dominic uh, Mysterio in a steel cage match. Uh, the only the only reason why I bring this up, uh, other than it being a steel cage match and Dominic just getting destroyed uh, by Rollins, he can take a bump. Uh, but this sets up Murphy screwed over Rollins at one point, and Rollins takes it out on Murphy uh, to the point where Murphy's laying on the side uh, uh, holding himself up with his steps and Aaliyah Mysterio comes over and tries to see if Murphy's okay. Hell yeah. So we are going to start a new uh, storyline with uh, with Aaliyah and Murphy. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. I, I like this branch off <laughs> into uh, into a new storyline with, uh, with more Mysterios getting involved. I'm, I'm assuming at some point we're gonna get uh, Mysterio's wife uh, in, a, in a cheating angle with Seth Rollins, and there'll be some sort of affair going on. Um, oh, that would be hilarious. well. I mean, obviously not for Ray, but that would be, <laughs> everybody be for everybody but Ray. Uh, Strowman uh, is part of our underground. Why uh, Keith Lee and and McIntyre get into a fight uh, again, hoping that that sets up something something with Lee. Uh, also, Black gets buried. Uh, Pride Squad uh, defeat Natalia and Lana, and then by the end of the of the night, uh, Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre have a match, and it gets uh, taken down to a screeching halt by Retribution. And Retribution, in all their glory, and all fifty-seven of them come out and destroy these two guys. Um, there was a nice spot where uh, Keith Lee uh, and 
actually it was it was <laughs> it was uh retribution throughout the, at one point in the night uh the hurt business met up with uh mr pierce and uh said that we can take him out but not for free take out retribution but not for free and then by the end of the night uh her business comes out funny thing about that though <laughs> with her business if you notice they they started out the night with uh, Samoa Joe was not on commentary. And I don't know if anybody else <laughs> picked this up. Uh, Samoa Joe wasn't on commentary. Dolph Ziggler started off the night on commentary. It was then switched over to MVP on commentary. He was on commentary, but he was also coming out with her business. Yeah. How the shit I, did that? How, that? how did that magic happen? <laughs> how did how the hell did MVP go from the the table? Did he run around the screens? Uh, of the Thunderdome to get to the back just to come back out down the ramp. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So they, her business confronts Retribution, and then Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee both do a, like a swanton, uh, senton bomb uh, uh, over the ropes onto the all, now, you know, 60 people that are outside uh, to end the Monday Night Raw. Uh, that is that is Raw uh, with Retribution more. Again, all these these guys with Retribution coming out and multiplying like bunnies. Um, let's go into Wednesday. We finally get uh, head to head. Now we are back to our head to head competition between NXT. Derek Moore. Derek Moore. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you. See, uh, you th- found that in like two seconds, and I couldn't find that the entire week. Thank you. That yo, listen, I went deep. <laughs> it is not easy to find names. Referee. Referee okay, names. Let me tell you. Referee names. Um, it is not. Can I just be thoroughly honest with you? Mm. You had said. Yeah, you know, the bald black referee in the back. So, naturally, I typed in bald black WWE referee. Okay. And stu- <laughs> stupid me goes, who the fuck is Theodore Rufus? I was like, that's Teddy Long. Teddy Long, you dope. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I got to get way more specific with this. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Derek Moore. Is Derek the uh, is the name I'm going to go with. There you go. All right. So Derek Morse is the one that screwed that up, and he should be he should be on the on fired. the rematch. He should be either fired or on the rematch, and that way everybody can just skewer him. Uh, going to NXT here. Um, the good and bad of NXT. Uh, we had Io Shirai t- take on Shotzi Blackheart um, in a non-title match, and Shirai takes it uh, in a in a match that either. Shotzi Blackheart stepped up her game, or Io Shirai brought her up to her. Did level. you see that video of of Shotzi Blackheart that she put out? Did she like staple herself with? Like, yeah, she took a staple gun to her chest. Oh, don't don't ruin that. She's too. My God, she's too for that. By the way, Shotzi, I heard Darby Allen single again. <laughs> the two of them and they're crazy asses. Uh, you ever hear Shotzi Blackheart actually talk on like Twitter? Like, uh, I hope she on is so well versed and eloquently. Speaking. All she does is, is yell. She just screams. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just like, Damn. there's no way I can't. I can never date that. <laughs> it's like here, you're, I think you're very cute. I just is. Ah. It's like and Shotzi Blackheart. Okay. I'll be honest. It's the green hair for me, dog. I got you. I got you. I Which is that. why I don't want to do. I um. <laughs> I can see that. Um. Really quick. Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa defeated. This guy named Desmond Troy. Yes. Which you would know as one of the best salad dressings ever. Denzel Desjardins. Desjardins. <laughs> Very mustardy. 
Um, Very mustardy. What, <laughs> what are we doing with Tommaso Ciampa? Like as far as this new heel guy, like what's his what's his story? What are we doing? He's just gonna to to basically job everybody that he faces, and then uh, Jake Atlas. This is a build up to me for him for him against Jake Atlas. For him against anybody, like just, I think they're just building him up. I don't think it's Jake Atlas. Okay, I'm just saying they they're they're building up the Tommaso Ciampa character. Okay. Right. As a, a vicious human. All right, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. As the Randy Orton of the NXT. I got you. Let's be honest. I got you. I got you. All right, we'll see what happens. Building up toward this, that Survivor Series match. I, I just want him to be, like, this This guy is not just destroying, like, you know, the, the one-star guys. Uh, Kushida and his new attitude to <laughs> defeat uh, Austin Theory. Uh, Rizango, uh retains Hell against Imperium. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they've, they've, they've gone serious, and they're not fooling around anymore. And they they uh, beat Imperium for the second time. Uh, the return of Zia Lee. Speaking of going serious, like there's new all these new attitudes with everybody now, <laughs> and uh, we just mentioned before with uh, Kushida and his new attitude. Now Zia Lee, possibly I haven't seen her in months. Um, someone uh, again, someone that just that can't seem to catch a break. Um, uh, she's she's a better talent than that. Uh, she's she possibly might go heel. She kind of, kind of hinted towards that. Uh, let's see Maverick. Uh taking on uh, UE in a handicap match and no contest in the main event uh Damian Priest defeating Timothy Thatcher nothing of note I thought I thought that was a good match but yeah no it was yeah. good it was good um I, I I'm my, uh, honestly with Damian Priest for me I'm kind of like I'm indifferent uh I, I don't see anything as far as uh, exciting excitement or hatred for him I'm just kind of like eh. <laughs> so I'm uh, um, um, he he has that I uh, like kind of a stone not even stone cold more like a razor ramon type vibe to him where right. it kind of doesn't really matter what you think of him right he's just gonna do what he wants to do anyway right and he's gonna look cool doing it <laughs> you're gonna end every match with him ending in a, in a hot tub with some hot women then i'm all for it uh, absolutely sprinkled in uh with nxt was uh Finn Balor, uh, he's in his in his uh, noir, uh, black and white, uh, taking saying taking on all challengers. Yeah, uh, they had a they had a noir contract with Karrion Cross, so they had to fill it with. <laughs> they needed more. T- we, Finn Balor. We have all we have all this space and all, all this time to be, have a noir. We have to we have to do something else with it. Oh, here's Finn. Great. Um, so that that's your that was your NXT for this week. Uh, in ratings though. Uh, the next show we're talking about took the uh, the title for that again, um, and this week deservingly so because AEW was just a, a better show. I I thought um, all around, especially with with this main event, man. Good God, um, we kick things off with uh, let's see here, go all the way back up here. Uh, this is not. This is all out. This is all out. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Looking at my screen here. There it is. See results, results for all elite wrestling. And now, there we go. Okay, so uh, Jurassic Express taking on FTR. Uh, but before the even match even started, right out of the gate, Young Bucks come out, um, and they su- <laughs> they super kick the ref. Mike Posey just gets a like he did nothing. He, he's just there, and <laughs> Young Bucks are. No, now they're gonna go heel, 
not only do they super kick the referee at, right out of the gate of the show, like the show is not even like 30 seconds old, <laughs> and they super kick the referee, they walk to the back. I like the fact that they take the cameras like behind the scenes there. Uh, Tony Khan is just sitting there about to, like apparently went surfing and then is like, I'm done. I got to go record the show. Um, I mean, it's Jacksonville. Do you blame him? Yeah, uh, this is true. But he was like in a T-shirt and like shorts. And, like he might as well look like he, like with a, a chakra necklace. Um, they they throw the puka shells. The puka shells. They throw money at him. He's like here. They're already knowing that they're gonna get fined. They throw money at uh, at Tony Khan as if like he probably has that in his 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 cigarette. Uh, they, they don't do that in cars anymore. His change purse in his car, uh, his glove compartment. He has that. He has that money. <laughs> Give giving money to Tony Khan. Yo, do you have a lighter? Actually, <laughs> turns out. They still got a cigarette lighter. Man. My car's from 1972. Still got the outlet, brother. From 1972. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so the young box super kicked the referee, and then uh, poor guy. Uh, Jurassic Express taking on FTR. Uh, FTR taking the win with a uh, this uh, uh, – uh, what's his name? Jungle Boy had him in a roll-up. Had uh, – uh, bah, bah, bah. Was it uh, – Balder I'm trying, Hair. Trying to, get, trying to get names. I'm trying to Balder see. Hair. Hair, uh, bald. I'm sorry, uh, no bald. Dash. Dax. Dax. Thank you. I, I, I'm always. I'm. I'm referring them all always to the WWE names. Dax was in a roll up, and Cash re-rolled him up, and the referee did a count like, like hiding his head while he was counting, and he uh, uh, he was holding him down. Uh, Dash was. It was an impressive. It, it was a new age heel tech. It was a new age heel. Fuck! Now I forgot what word I was going to use. Technique. Uh, technique. There we go. That's the exact word <laughs> I was going to use. We're both having problems with words today. Um, yeah, he, he held him down and uh, held uh, Jungle Boy down. Cash did uh, with like by his hands <laughs> while the referee couldn't see him for the one, two, three. Uh, so FTR retains, even though it wasn't a, uh, a title title belt uh, match. Um, Alex Marvez backstage. Matt Hardy was hurt <laughs> with Private Party standing over Matt Hardy. Holding his his uh, leg, and and then uh, Jericho and Hager come around, and Jericho has a bat in his hand, <laughs> as if like as if like you, you committed the crime, but then you know I'm going to leave with a giant dent on the side of it. I'm going to leave, come back, and then show like uh, not me, but somebody else. Like oh, you see, okay, fine, that's that makes sense. That's a, that that'd be like uh, damn. What was the lead character in uh, what did Christian Bale? What was his name in Christian Bale in American Psycho? There we go. Use my words. Uh, I, I know you're talking about. I Patrick something, whatever it is. Yes, it's as if he came back with the bloody knife, with the bloody the axe. <laughs> you know, if he just if he just was casually strolling around the axe with him, yeah, be like, hey, uh, maybe don't, maybe don't come back with your bloody, your bloody uh, tools that you did, uh, Patrick Bateman. Exactly, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. There you go. There you go. I was like, in and. Uh, What's the other Bateman? Jason. There we go. Jason Bateman was the one that was on my mind too. Okay. I was like, I know there's a sim. Like, I don't know. It's late for us. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we're recording at eleven o'clock at night. Um, next match up, uh, Kenny Omega joins the commentary team, and uh, like with uh, Kazarian taking on Hangman Adam Page in. Uh, Page's first match uh, as a singles uh, competitor in a very long time. Um, and Omega kind of burying 
hangman on commentary. Yeah, very much so. Uh, to the point where when Adam Page uh, finally won with the Buckshot Lariat, Kenny Omega gets off of the 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 booth, takes puts his headphones down, immediately walks to the back. Page is celebrating in the ring, turns around, is looking for Omega, nowhere to be found. So that's this is again the slow storytelling. This is this is awesome. I'm loving it, and when it finally pays off, I'm all in for it. Uh, MJF uh, defeating Sean Dean in five seconds just to basically set up uh, the fact that he is now the new undefeated or he's the new undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned AEW world champion of all elite wrestling. That's a lot to say. And he goaded Justin Roberts into saying it. And Justin Roberts basically was like uh, the undefeated, undisputed. And he immediately cut him off. I said, no, 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 you're going to do it right. And then Justin Roberts put on his big boy pants and his announcer voice and uh, called him undefeated, undefeated, uncrowned AEW world champion since John Moxley apparently cheated. Uh, See, all. what I think you should do is just have MJF come out and just straight up go to Justin Roberts and say, listen, I need you to call me the best in the world <laughs> because I've seen this fucking storyline before. Yeah. All right. Uh, similar, yeah. similar, very, <laughs> very in, similar. in a way, very similar. Next up, uh, the one thing I want to point out about that Please. specific match was the cut, the the promo he cut right after. Yes, about maybe needing to be part of a stable or something or no, something or other. Yeah, in order to get a fair shake around here. So he's going to come up with a, uh, as he said, the Wolfpack. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wolfpack. Yeah, this. Wolf pack, maybe a horse pack. Horse men pack. Uh, conspiracies. They need, they need their Rick. Let's be honest. <laughs> they do. And that's him. And nobody would be better than MJF. MJF. What do you do with Wardlow? Fuck him. Okay, great. He's um, a big dude. Dude, he's 6'4", <laughs> 220. He will, if he doesn't find his way in AEW, Vince is going to make that kid a main event star. <sighs> yeah, that, that's like Vince's like boner is <laughs> someone, yeah. someone like Wardlow and I see Wardlow in AEW um, I, I do think that that con will, it, it is better suited to make new stars uh, mm-hmm. and Wardlow is in Batista mode right now so Wardlow is like evolution like he's the the guy in the background like he's the big guy he's part of the, the whole thing but he's kind of like subtle and just like quiet over here, but then at some point he's he's it's already been established that he's going to go after MJF at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to say since MJF apparently air quote pays him and owns him in in AEW, um, that he's just going to break off from him and say like Khan just hired me, you, screw you, <laughs> and just basically go after MJF. Um, that was established last week. My boy Eddie, uh, in his Kansas City Royals, uh. Uh, jersey comes out and is with uh, La Familia. They, ha- they don't have a name for this this group yet, but uh, La Familia is not a bad one, my friend. That was a good pull. That was a good one. That's what I do. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> Especially um, because three out of five of them are Latino. Are Latino. <laughs> That's right. It works. It works very well. He starts by saying, uh, "Number one, I never lost the battle royal. Look up the rules." He, he didn't. He's right. Um, he never lost. So, okay, what happened at the end? Did he go through the middle rope? He, I think he, he did the middle of the bottom rope, like not the like, like not the the bottom bottom. You've, like you've watched out. this recently, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He didn't go over the top. Um. 
So yeah, so at some point he should probably have a match with with Archer, but it's not going to make any difference because they're, they're already having him in a uh, main event with John Moxley. Anyway, um, excuse me. Number one was that. Number two, uh, he goes, "We are family. We are a family. We're not a stable." This is in uh, in reference to what MJF said. We're not a faction. We are family. We are a family of violence. We are agents of chaos. And to which then Butcher and the Blade go out and just take three guys out of the the uh, the ringside area, bring them into the ring, and just utterly destroy them. Um, and then uh, and then he goes the third point, Blade. Since we got all of us together, it's time for you to get your house in order. And Tony Schiavone's like, wait, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with yeah. anything? Yeah, so uh, I, I remember that one too. And elaborate, please. Uh, uh, apparently, he's talking about Bunny. What? Uh, yeah, like so Butcher Blade, Bunny, Butcher Blade Bunny. Oh, yeah. Oh. So apparently, and if I I'm going to confirm this while we're we're talking right now, Blade and Bunny are th- are thing. Uh, uh, sure. I'm that's I'm going to confirm it right now. I thought that was the whole reason why Bunny and QT were a thing. Uh, yeah, but I think that's I think that's uh, so Bunny likes balding men is what we're trying to say, which is why I should just call her. So you're saying there's I'm a just saying there is a chance. Nah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I when I found it and and looked it up further. That's what I was told (laughs) by uh, by online uh, peoples. Um, So yeah, so we so that hopefully will will continue as far as that storyline and see what happens with that. Uh, Private party taking on Jericho and Hager. Um, Jericho and Hager take this, but they push the hell out of private party like they they and to the point where oh my god he's right yeah right they got married in 2013 they're a couple so then what was she doing with qt Uh, well again wrestling yo they started that story that far back (laughs) bravo (laughs) yeah man it's it's time to pay off it's time to pay off honestly that's a fucking payoff that's a payoff man yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a payoff. Um, private party. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually interested now. I want to see Bunny more. I want to see that where that goes and have Blade and and QT Marshall start going at it for uh, for the the heart of Bunny. <laughs> um, private party taking on uh, Jericho and Hager, and again uh, Hager and Jericho pushed a hell a hell out of Private Party uh, to the point where even though they lost, Private Party did. Um, they ran out of that ring quick and fast. Uh, Basically, because uh, Mark Wen uh, came to, to save Cassidy at the end there after the Judas effect, and uh, Hager Hager like pulls out Jericho from the ring, and uh, they you know they they run away. But uh, good on them. Like Jericho has a, a a thing now to push talent, and that's what they should be doing, and that's what he's doing. And so you know, good for him. Um, <laughs> this match here is uh, a lot of controversy with this next match. Uh, Eva Lise taking on mm-hmm. NWA win, Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa uh, for the NWA Championship, Women's Championship. Um, if you watch this match, and uh, <clears throat> in all fairness, I did not watch this match live. I saw it after the fact. But I had heard all the stories surrounding this this particular match yep. and what it entailed. And apparently backstage, these two women trying to work things out. First of all, Thunder Rosa has taken on a like a... Uh, a, uh, a 
teaching mentor role with all the other women in backstage, even though she's only been wrestling for five years. She's yeah. like brand new to the to the business, but she's so good. She's got her own promotion too, and she got her own promotion. Like this is in, insane, like how much she's grown in such a short period of time. Uh-huh. So she's taking this role backstage, even though she they, they had this agreement with NWA and AEW um, to have her there. But backstage, apparently, Rosa and Ivelisse did not get along. They couldn't schedule uh, as far as like coming up with the plans for this match. So they kind of had a little falling out backstage, and it carried over into the ring. So when you watch this match. It's a lot of stiff, <laughs> stiff punches, man. That's like they're, here, they're going in. The report that came out was that the the match between Ivelisse and Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. had broken into uh, shoot strikes. Yeah, which means they were obviously you guys know they were actually hitting each other. Yeah, like legitimately Kick trying elbows. to hurt each right, other. Right. Conflicting reports came out and said that was not true. Okay. So I don't know what what you want to believe, but I got to tell you that there were reports saying that that was not even at all true. Okay. Like not even remotely true. Uh, I mean, watching the match, knowing that it, it kind of looked like it, but uh, yeah, if- I see. I was in the same boat as you. I was like, I watched the match. I had found out beforehand that it had broken down into the shoot strikes, and I was like, well, right. okay, I definitely want to see this. Right. And you see those that first little sequence that they got going. And they kind, it kind, they look stiff. They definitely look stiff. She's laying into her with you know straight open palm strikes. Yeah. But I don't. I think that might have been part of the match what they wanted to do. Okay. Listen, if you're a wrestler in there and you can take a bump, hey, you can probably stand a slap or two. Yeah. <laughs> so if it makes the if it makes the product look good, I'm all for it. Yeah, go go at it. And then it, it's knowing now knowing what you just mentioned because I, I didn't know that. Now uh-huh. knowing that uh, it. Hopefully by next next week there there's a tag match because because came in and uh, made the save for Thunder Rosa and then gave her her NWA belt in a show of respect. But they have a, a tag match next week, um, Thunder Rosa and and Sheeta do um, against Ivelisse and Diamante. So uh, before you just said that, now I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting seeing the two of them having having a fight again. <laughs> um, so listen, if it if it's if it's right, if it's actually a, a shoot now, then even better. But if it's if it wasn't true, then then so be it. Um, I, I'm I'm already fearful of what's happening with Miro. Already fearful because I don't. Why? What I, are you fearful? I'm of? fearful of that he he's talking about this invisible brass ring that he couldn't get in WWE. Yet he's already situated himself with a mid Carter. Okay, but here's the thing, please. Mr. Perfect. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I don't know the career of Mr. Perfect that well. Mm -hmm. I do know that he was able to somewhat transition into a mainstream type thing because of all of these. He was that had the video of him throwing the football and catching it, correct? Sure. Did the the basketball. He shot the basketball. He turned around and that's perfect. And it went in. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yes. I said this last week. Okay. Chris Jericho had mentioned that the best man is going to be something like Mr. Perfect, which is exactly what Miro had mentioned this past week on Dynamite, mm-hmm. was that he, you know, he's like, I'm the best man. I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. Yes. 
and we're going to throw you the best bachelor party. Right. Like I get they were going, you know, it's 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 part of the bit right now. Okay. All right. But this I I I don't think it's the Bulgarian brute. It's not that's not a thing anymore. Right. You know what I mean? He's got a gimmick now. That's as it. opposed to just a, a a Russian that everybody hated. And that's I'm sorry, fine. A Bulgarian that Bulgarian. aligned himself with a Russian that everybody everybody hated, hated right. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, I just hope that they, like, along the lines of all these WWE guys heading over to AEW, which is, we're, we're talking about this guy, this guy who that you know was for ten years was Rusev in WWE and just floundered and was got got push and then pushed back and then pushed up and then pushed back and just had, there was nowhere for him to go. Uh, I just hope that they he, he could he could very well be the aw world champ um he's that popular but uh i just i'm i just fear that if they put him with kip saban in the storyline um like he was literally in the middle of the show like if you talk about mid card that's the definition of it and he was in the middle of the show so i understand he's brand new into aw but i i'll keep my my uh glass half empty uh comments for uh till a later point um, Lance Archer uh, is in the ring talking with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Jake. God bless him. He's you know I'm so glad he's he's uh, reformed and he's back to being himself. But he's just creepy as hell. <laughs> just everything that he said was just so creepy. Um, with like the description of of what he was he was talking about in the beginning of of the of his promo. Um, and then Taz comes out and basically says that. Uh, he has an agreement. It's going to be a, a three-on-three tag match with uh, Lance Archer, and he has Taz come out and say that uh, Team Taz is going to be teaming with you with uh, Absolute Ricky Starks and the Machine Brian Cage uh, to take on Moxley, and Moxley is, has to choose two of his own uh, guys to kind of back him up. Uh, Moxley has his music hit, and he's he's in the crowd, and then all of a sudden he gets attacked from behind by Cajun Starks. And who comes to make the save but randomly Will Hobbs. Of all people. Yeah. And I'm not mad at it. I just, I just thought it was very random. Absolutely um, not. Thick Boy Nation full effect. Let's get it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so Will Hobbs is part of this team with, with Moxley. And then Moxley announces that the other person is Taz's favorite uh, wrestler, Darby Allen. And so he's basically get your ass uh, to Jacksonville next week, and you he knows you're home. I know you're home. We're uh, going to war. We're going to war. Uh, and then uh, it just uh, and he says that Excalibur announced that he was just informed by Tony Khan that next week Orange Cassidy will take on Brody Lee, <laughs> Mr. Brody Lee for the TNC Championship. I'm all about that. Um, and then and then the main event of the of the evening, uh, the par- parking lot fight. I'm always apprehensive about a gimmick fight um and i tell you this from the start before we say anything else one of the best matches i think i've ever seen in my life okay i'm, I'm going that far i'm going that far um the best matches ever not i wouldn't say let me, let me take the match back one of the best fights like when when rest, wrestling promotions do like fights when they try to go out fights. outside of the I'll ring. I'll agree with you on that. One of the best fights I've ever seen. When they go outside of the ring and do like when I yeah, let me let me take that back cuz matches I could go like recent as of recently Cole against uh Adam Cole against uh Daniel Bryan. 
uh, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels against uh, Razor Ramon ladder match. Like those are classic matches. This was one probably the best fight I've ever seen. Um, just, you, uh, just really quick, you want to know which fight I love? Yeah, back not even that far back in the day, I'm pretty sure JBL and John Cena had a street fight, a street fight mm-hmm. or a parking lot brawl. Okay. One of the two, and John Cena, uh, no, JBL drove the car into John Cena's head, but he was able to get out of the way fast enough. Yes, yes, remember that spot? Yeah, yeah, that might have been like that might have been like twelve ten. 10, 12 years ago. I'm going to go further back point. than that. My favorite, which I still hold, uh, I, I did hold, hold as my pinnacle until this, was uh, uh, when when uh, WrestleMania went Hollywood and it was Goldust against Roddy Piper. Mm. In that backlot back back brawl. <laughs> that Hell was, yeah. That was my favorite. Um, Just really quickly, I need to point this out. Please. Dave Meltzer gave this a five-star rating. And do you blame him? I don't blame him, but here, I just need you to hear me out Please, first. no, go ahead, go ahead. Right? According to Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz was better than the following. Okay. Sting this, versus Ric Flair, Clash of Champions. This, 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 Undertaker this. versus Shawn, McMich- uh, Shawn Michaels, one. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, two. Brett versus Owen Hart. And the Hardys versus Dudley Boys and... Uh, Edge and Christian. Okay, WrestleMania seventeen. These are all matches, though. These aren't. These are not like. These are not street fights. I'm talking about Hardy's wasn't. Hardy's against the Dudley Boys. Yeah, that wasn't. That was a TLC, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a TLC match. It was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Technically, also not a match. I mean. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about like. Oh, that was a ladder match. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think TLC was a thing then. That was a ladder match, right? I'm talking about like like outs like uh, no holds barred kind of or uh, uh, like like what they did on SmackDown like Smoan Street Fight that kind of thing like you know there's there's really no rules and, and anything goes kind of thing. This my point being yes this the rating system's fucked up. Okay, so he <laughs> he he put in uh, Taker versus Michaels, which there's no way you, sh- you could you should do that or could do that. You're comparing. He put in Brett versus Owen. But you're also comp- he's also comparing WrestleMania apples. ten. He's comparing apples to wrenches. <laughs> it doesn't make any no. sense. I'm comparing this match to, again to like Goldust and 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 yeah. uh, Piper uh, to JBL and Cena, like those kind of matches. This huh. was just insane, in fucking insane. The spots that they had. Yeah. I've never, never in my life have I seen a spot where they took, <laughs> where Chuck Taylor took Ortiz, put him under the hood of the car. Slam the hood on him several times, then and did senton bomb on top of him, and then and then Trent did another senton bomb on top of it, and it, it was insane, it, completely insane. There was another truck on the other side that had a like a two by four. He got slammed into that. Um, there was a spot Trent, where Trent Trent messed up his back on that spot on the senton spot. Yes, he did. He cut it like bad, badly. Yeah, cut it bad. Um, yeah, the use of the cars was just very inventive. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Very inventive with this match. And if you, you haven't seen this this match, it's it's the main event of this past Wednesday's uh, Dynamite. The it, it's it's so good, <laughs> it's so good, and it's so entertaining in every facet from start to finish. The spots that they took, the the bumps that the they dead presidents makeup, the dead presidents makeup that or Santana Ortiz come out to, and 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 
or props, the props shot to in, uh, props to Tony Schiavone for pointing that out. Like <laughs> this yeah, guy, right? <laughs> this guy, I know Tony Schiavone rocking fucking diamond studded. Well, I know he's shouting he, out Jay Z's dead president. Well, I know he's, like, he's a fan. Whoa. He's a fan of hip hop, so I, I I know he would he would know that. But, yeah, but it's just funny that he he came out with that. Um, now was that a shot at? Was that a, a throwback to dead presidents, or was it a shot at God, the grill is a destiny. Sorry, I should have made that uh, more specific. I'm not exactly sure. You think about that. <laughs> Because uh, Gorillas of Destiny had the whole right. white face makeup, and they had like the red coming down, and Tamatanga dyed his beard. Well, not dyed his beard, but just did you know all that stuff. Well, the red was because of his blood. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't. No, no, no. I know that. I know that. Like, like saying, like, at one point it's... early in the match, Santana yeah cut himself. Um, and so... oh, and Trent, hang on, side tangent. Trent had that had that two by four spot. Where yeah. he took the two by four and hit Santana with it, and it bounced back, and it popped back up and hit him right in the eye and <laughs> cut him open. It cut him open, and then yeah, uh, Excalibur made a point of that. Um, it's just an, it's just an amazing match, and then it ends with uh, you see like the lights of the car. I, uh, Chuck Taylor is sitting; uh, his back is uh, on the like he's sitting on the floor. Chuck Taylor is leaning against the back of this car, and you see the you see the uh, the brake lights flicker. And what ha- the, the, what happens is the trunk opens up, and who pops out but Orange Cassidy? And he has chains wrapped around his hand, and he, he Superman punches Santana mm-hmm. um, in the face. And then it ends with uh, Trent taking Santana and doing like this, uh, and you call it like, it's not even like a pile driver. Um, it was a... Uh, yeah, uh, it is like a... It is a power. It's called the, it's called a crunchy. <laughs> it's called a crunchy where it's he's on Santana is on Trent's back, but like facing backwards, like his head's mm-hmm. his it's, uh Trent standing up. Santana is on picture, his back facing picture down. Picture a tombstone pile driver, but instead of on his front, he's on his back. He's on his back. His head is is like facing his ass, facing down, and basically yes. Trent just like sat down. <laughs> yeah. Sat down. He knew- his head went through the 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 plywood, and he got the win. Yep. And <laughs> and they you know he gets the one two three. The three of them, uh, best friends and Orange Cassidy, are walking away into the sunset. And you see you see Trent and and uh, and uh, Taylor smile. You don't know why they're smiling, but then the camera pans over, and you see a brand new van with who in the car, but Sue, <laughs> Trent's and mom, a license Sue. plate. And the license plate. And the license plate. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was an actual car that had to be, that could be driven. Trent's mom, Sue, pulls up in a minivan. They all get in the car. You see Chuck Taylor putting his head toward, uh, on the window in, in kind of like in, in a, I'm um, beaten, battered, and torn. <laughs> they pull away. The car stops. The camera rushes over to the window, and you see Sue's arm stick out, bend up. And give the middle finger, <laughs> hell yeah! And drive away into the sunset. One of the best endings to any wrestling uh, uh, weekly I've ever seen. Honestly, hell it, yeah, it, Sue. Was, it was amazing. It was amazing. The whole thing was just amazingly put together. And to that end, uh, the the person who uh, put all this together and actually helped out was ECW legend Jerry Lynn. Yes, uh, and and uh, they go on to say uh, thanks to. Uh, Santana Ortiz uh, spoke to Busted Open Radio, and they said, "All thanks to Jerry Lynn. He a- he agented the match. I mean, Jerry Lynn has all the experience in the world when it comes to these types of matches. And yeah, he definitely gave us the guidance because we came with a bunch of crazy ideas, as you can imagine. We were just like, oh yeah, let's do this, 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 and this. 
Jerry harped on that. He doesn't want the match to be like building furniture. You know what I mean? Where the guys are trying to build all these crazy extravagant things to put people through or whatever the case is. So Jerry kept harping on that he wants the bout to flow, which I think we accomplished in the match. And I mean, we were pretty much all on the same page. We all wanted to, for the lack of a better term, murder each other. <laughs> Unquote. That was It was a hell of a match. I, I would watch that over and over again, uh, which is probably after I do this. I will, I will go smoke, watch that match, and then go to sleep. Um, that was AEW, man. I mean, it was just an amazing overall uh, episode. Uh, of hell yeah. Wednesday night. I, don't, I don't know why this one didn't get a million views. It's really. How did last week right? get a million views and this one didn't? Um, yeah, really. Unbelievable. But uh, Next week, uh, they're doing the, the hour, right? Uh, because, uh, yes, Tuesday. Tuesday night. Uh, it's right after the NBA uh, playoffs. They're doing an hour uh, dynamite. And that's where we're getting the uh, the three on three main event with Moxley and uh, Archer and and their crew. Uh, and then last but not least, Friday night SmackDown, and uh, uh, kicking things off with the match we talked about uh, earlier with the Cesaro and, and Grand Metalik match, and how McMahon hated this. Which again, there's so many other matches. Uh, actually, everything started off with I'm sorry, everything started off with the dirt sheet uh, with Miz and Morrison. And Otis basically coming out and destroying Miz, and uh, this is playing into the whole uh, money in the bank uh, thing with the, with the case that Otis has, and it, WWE trying to screw over Otis, uh, even though he's he's a, amazing, and I love Otis. Uh, Cesaro Metal Grand Metalik, ironically, McMahon hated this match. I don't see why. Uh, Nikki Cross taking on Lacey Evans after a uh, moment of bliss. And then uh, Cross gets the win against Evans, but then Evans is crawling towards the table and says the word fiend while Alexa Bliss is on the commentator booth. Ding. I was right. I'm sorry? I was right. How were you right? I said last week that they're just going to do it along the lines of uh, you're just going to have to say the fiend and she'll probably go into a trance. Oh, yes. You're right, right, right. <laughs> Right, which is exactly what happened, and so actually, no, I take that. I wasn't right. I read the situation correctly. Okay, which I'm sure everybody <laughs> saw, but yeah, but you, we're on the show, and we're that's on the show. That that's all that matters. Yeah, so it does, <laughs> so screw everybody else. Um, yeah, and so she she says the word fiend. A bliss went goes into a trance, uh, and then gives uh, Lacey Evans a sister Abigail, um, and then I <laughs> coincidentally. Uh, Michael Cole said it, said it again. If you notice, like he said, uh, did you notice that Lacey Evans said the word "fiend"? Like, yeah. Wouldn't that reverse it back to, no, or was she going further into the, fiend mode if she this, if he said it again? This isn't Festus, bro. Okay. Okay. You're, you're right. That, that is a, Festus. That you're, thank you. That is a Festus moment. I apologize. <laughs> that is, but they're kind of going down that road with Gallows. <laughs> they are. If they don't tread lightly, they will get another Festus. I'm telling you, this is what's happening right now. <laughs> Getting festes right now. Um, this the stupid uh, know your bro segment happened here. Uh, I'm telling you, they're, they're gonna screw over Matt Riddle. I'm telling you, uh, Bailey. I'm sorry, Sasha Banks goes into this whole uh, deep, uh, felt felt real kind of situation where she's talking about uh, Bailey and how she's gonna go after her, and then what happens? Uh, she gets a steel chair <laughs> to the back. Uh, and then tries to break her neck again for for life, and then uh, officials come and break it up. Do you think this storyline plays all the way out until Mania? Right. Um, I don't see how they do that though. It's gonna be difficult to play it out that far. That far, I mean, that's a long time. I, I see like yeah. playing out maybe like what, six months now. Survivor Series or Rumble. 
Maybe. Six months until? No. Eight months? Where, where, where are we? In September? Rain, uh, November, December, Mania? January, February, March. I mean, you're talking six, seven months. That's that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, we're already seven months into this pandemic. Uh, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so I, it's not that long of a time, then. I, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean there's, there are still, yeah, there are still storylines that are going on now that started back then. Um, yeah. Styles uh, taking on Sami Zayn, and, and Styles uh, takes the win on that one. Uh, Sami Zayn going on record as saying that, um, basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, uh, forgot how hard it was to uh, to have a match. This is basically his first match since coming back. Um, oh yeah, wow. So yeah, he's basically goes on record saying how he forgot how hard it was. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jeff Hardy uh, coming in at the end here with uh, ladders and tables and all this other good stuff. And so it is announced that uh, the three of them, Styles, Zayn, and, and Hardy, are going to have a, a ladder match at Clash of Champions. I, that's going to be my favorite match of the night. I can't wait <laughs> to see that. Uh, Hell yeah. I'm all, I all for it. That, that's going to be an amazing match. Um, and then we uh, close things out here with Reigns and Uso taking on Sheamus and King Corbin in a Samoan street fight. And I, well, I didn't see this live, but I asked... Uh, Rob and Stephanie, our friends, like what what's the difference between a Samoan street fight and a regular street fight? And the main difference is that there's Samoans in this match. Well, yeah, dude, you're not going to have a, a miracle on 34th Street fight in the middle of July, or on 36th Street. That also. Anywho, <laughs> 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 this was uh, this, this was I, I liked how how Reigns came out first to kind of like debunk all the nonsense as far as like him coming out last uh and my favorite part of this entire thing was uh at the end of the match when uh when reigns reigns gets a spear and then uh uso does a splash like he's basically taking taking reigns thunder <laughs> at, at one point uh there at the end uh covers corbin for the win and they then have this the world's longest most awkward embrace like they're just hugging and smiling and Uso's like, all right, let's do this. Let's go, guy. Let's go, Us. Let's go. And Reigns goes from smile to just like deadpan, uh, like frown with the belt. And you see him like kind of give the side eye to Heyman, and Heyman shakes his head. This should have been Reigns from the get because Mm-mm. he is now taken over as my new favorite character. Uh, in, in all of, in all of wrestling, I, I've I've done a complete 180 from ultra hatred for this character because he's getting shoved down our throats. To now you've put you put this belt on your guy because McMahon just has the, the biggest hard on for him, but you've made him into a character that he should have been from the start. And now that you have Heyman, Heyman is just the cherry on top. But the way Reigns is doing it, doing this character justice, I think is great. Absolutely. Absolutely, they should have done it. It's 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 an incredible thing to watch. It, it really is. It really is. And so it's him go him just while Uso's walking away and just having his his demeanor just change while they fade to black and the show's over, which is great. It's just, it's amazing. And, and so again, in a week from now, when they have this match and Reigns utterly destroys him. Um, just watch SmackDown next week. It's just going to be like the two of them or Reigns is going to have to turn on him at some point. I mean, it's it's you can't keep, keep having these matches where they're they're, they're buddy buddy and they're, we know, we we already established through many many segments that they're cousins. We get it. But what <laughs> so, if? Hear me out, please. What if they go into it in a really like they go into it 
pals, whatever. We know how Roman's acting currently. Mm-hmm. Jey Uso just wants a wrestling match for the Universal title. Mm-hmm. If they have a really good match, mm-hmm. and then Reigns hits him with a spear, drops him, one, two, three, retains, mm-hmm. and then he turns heel on him completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like a legit... That like, is what I think should happen. Like a friendly match, but then after the friendly match, it's like... All right, we're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or somebody else tries to interfere. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way mm-hmm. to put the whole bloodline back together. Mm-hmm. But with Jay in the match against them, it's really difficult for me to come up with a scenario. Right. Yeah. But that's why I don't get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Even though you should. We're oh, making, I should. We're making really good storylines, and they're just completely ignoring them. And there's yeah, you know, bro. Pritchard's like, screw you. You know what? You know what, Bruce? Screw you. How about that? Told yeah, you. Yeah, Bruce. Told you. Bruce Pritchard minus the P. Minus. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> one last go, thing I got. Really we're gonna quick. go above and beyond um, with that one. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I like to call it a chicken finger. Uh, okay. Right. Because it's short. They're great, and it always does the job no matter where you are. Chicken finger. There's your title. Yes, go ahead. Um, the 49ers today. Uh, I was going to say. Okay, yes, go ahead. This is all I'm going to say on the fact. Okay. The 49ers lost their starting quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, center, defensive ends, multiple, hmm. a D-tackle, cornerback, a center, and a backup center. And they still beat the Jets 31-30. to <laughs> That's because the Jets are absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. What happened to Garoppolo? I'm not sure exactly. They, they're just listing, listing him as questionable. Okay. Uh, Nick Bosa is fearful. I'm worried he, me along with other people, are worried that he uh, uh, tore his ACL. Hmm. And there was someone else on the Niners who might have tore their MCL in the in the ma- in the in the match. I'm still in wrestling in the football game. Okay. Who is the uh, <sighs> who's the guy? Uh, let, let, I have one more thing too. Who's the guy that that ran the 80 yards and like the fastest time ever? Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Good God! Like he broke that he broke that line and just like took off, and there was like no way in hell. That they were going to catch him. I was like one of the best runs he's I've a, seen. He's a fast boy. Right that there. is a fast boy. Like, he's a track and field star, or you yeah. track and field in college, or something like that. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and then, last but not least, on my end, uh, the Yankees have officially made the playoffs uh, today, hey. as of today, with uh, Seattle's loss. Uh, even though they they got destroyed by Boston, and they went on nine nine game winning streak uh, since we spoke last, and. Uh, uh, Sanchez had gone from a uh, one twenty something average to one fifty <laughs> with with a couple home runs and twenty three RBIs. So that's a huge that jump. Point thirty raise in his, that that thirty percent raise in his average, whatever you want to call it, is it's a huge jump strictly from two nights ago. <laughs> it's when he produced four out of the fucking seven runs that we had, or some shit like that. They had they broke a record also for the uh, most home runs in one inning, five. Ever, well, yeah, they, they've yeah. never in the history of of the franchise. They've never had with Ruth Garrick, Mantle, Jeter, yeah, Dimaggio. You had, ne- you had never Mickey they, Mantle, Roger Maris on the same team in one year. You still didn't do still it. Still did. 
<laughs> he, he broke the record for <laughs> the most home runs in one inning. Just amazing. Anyway, I digress. We digress. This is it. We are done. That is a hell of a week. Please go watch, as I'm going to do right now. Please go watch that main event of Dynamite, uh, that that parking lot fight. because It is absolutely incredible. Um, more to come this week. Hopefully, uh, stop getting uh, all the good guys like Ricochet and Alistair Black buried, as they tend to do. And that will continue to happen, though, uh, because Vince. Um, Dynamite setting up this week with a one-hour episode. Uh I like I like the fact that it can be like a nice little quickie, <laughs> get that in, and uh, hopefully get some new viewers there from the uh, NBA playoffs to carry they're over. They're trying to see their, what they can do on Tuesday nights. <laughs> on Tuesday nights and see if they <laughs> switch over. <laughs> I mean, they're still winning, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then more developing for uh, Reigns and Uso um, and that good stuff, and hopefully uh, Mickey James gets another shot since uh, Buddy, Boy, Buddy Boy can't count to three. Uh, I'm out. I'm done. Anything, anything else? I'm tapped. That's it. Uh, in honor of this uh, ladder match uh, coming up in Sammy And Zane. the true intercontinental champion. The true one. This is Superman by Goldfinger. Sons of Slam, everybody. Please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. For the podcast, do all the good stuff like subscribe, rate, review, and all that good stuff, and then unsubscribe, and then resubscribe, re-rate, review, and give us all nine out of five stars. I got nothing else. Have a great week. Stay safe, everybody. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. I'm going to Scott dance my way out of here, guys. <laughs> Damn. The night's Sons of Slam podcast. 